following podcast is brought to you by Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Disclaimer, this podcast is about to spoil several movies from 6 to 20 years old. Lou, read off the list. Today, Robots vs. Dinosaurs will be spoiling for you, the listener. Lovecraft Country, The Good Place, Dread, Jurassic Park, Rick and Morty, Back to the Future, Stranger Things, Deadpool 2, The Avengers, Avengers, Infinity War, Avengers, Endgame, Thor, The Dark World, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., WandaVision, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Schoolhouse Rock. Hello and welcome to Robots vs. Dinosaurs, the podcast where we watch a movie or a TV show every week and then try to determine which one is cooler. Robots, dinosaurs, or the god of mischief. Oh, our boy! (laughs) I'm your host, Luigi, and with me as always is my co-host, a new co-host every week unless I am talking about a Marvel TV show which I am this week. Uh, my host, in that case, is going to be Ryan T. Lawler. Welcome, Ooh, Ryan. Thank you. Good to be back. It's been almost two months. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. it's been a couple months since I've had you on the show because we wrapped up our coverage of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yes. which we both loved. You can uh, Listeners, you can go back and listen to our episode-by-episode coverage of that show. Um, I think we both agreed it was fantastic. We also reviewed every episode of WandaVision, and yes. you can go check those out. Uh, and now we are going to be uh, reviewing every episode of Loki. Ryan, actually, I, I, I don't have, you know, I don't like watch trailers and I try to keep away from like meta knowledge. Do you know, um, you can tell me and you can tell the listeners, how many episodes of Loki are there planning to be? There are going to be six episodes. So I think that's the same as Falcon and the Winter Soldier and roughly the same length, like 45, 50 minutes, maybe to an hour as we go. So we're going to get a good, probably close to six hours of Loki, which, yes, I love. Nice. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that's the sweet spot. You and I were kind of talking before we recorded about how some shows just have filler episodes and yes. and it, it doesn't add anything. You don't. It's not like you enjoy watching more of the show just because there's more episodes versus when they're condensed and each episode is is fantastic and, and action-packed and, yep. and yes. you know, I, I prefer to, to have... Yeah. Less but better. I want a streamlined show plot for each episode that really drives the show forward and moves along. You know, a lot of these, like like I was talking to you earlier about 25, 30 episode seasons of these hour long shows. Although great, you know, sometimes they can drag and like each episode maybe is just kind of filling in with stuff that doesn't necessarily need to happen. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, and like these Disney Plus shows are really nailing it. Like you said, they're, stripping it down, moving the plot along. Every episode's a big event. You're always looking forward to it. That's that's the way it should be. I agree. So, uh, listeners, I do also want to address the fact that it's been a couple weeks since we've done the show, since we've released a new episode of Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Uh, I just, not to get too into it, but I had a crazy couple of weeks myself. Uh, just a lot of things going on. I was traveling, and I just moved into a new apartment. Uh, so I'm still I'm still in, living in Queens, still repping Queens like our boy Spider Man. Um, I don't I don't live in the same neighborhood. He he's from Forest Hills. Oh, okay. uh, but I'm in I'm in Astoria, Queens, which is actually it's like two train stops away on the express line. Oh, all uh, right. So you know I I could visit Peter Parker maybe on a day off. Are you near like um, uh, Kevin James and King of Queens? Oh, what what what? Let me let me find out what neighborhood. I don't remember what neighborhood he lived in. in. I think he was near those train tracks that you drive underneath and next to that are like up in the air. <laughs> Looks like Regal Park. 
Where? Rigo Park. Oh yes, uh, I remember Sign. hearing that. Yes, that makes sense. Is that that's uh, that's more in like the suburb area or? Uh, I'm looking it up on a map. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I see the uh, that over that like above ground train that you're talking about. Yeah. Corona Roosevelt Ave. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is that's like further out in Queens than me. That's like closer to the airport. I. Uh-huh. Um, uh, it's like near Flushing Meadows, which is like, I'd say closer to like the airport, closer to Long Island itself. Um, I'm, Astoria is, is like right over the bridge from Manhattan. So, um, oh, okay. the, right over the Queensboro Bridge. So it's not much of a trip for you to get to Manhattan? Not at all. Yeah. I usually, uh, like I ride my bike to work and I just go over the bridge through Central Park and I'm on the Upper West Side in like 20 minutes. Nice. Well, I'm repping um, Middletown, Connecticut, and it's uh, literally nothing to say about it. Thank you. Thank you very uh, much, audience. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so that's, that's, that's why this is not the uh, real estate podcast. That'll, that'll be next week. Um, <laughs> uh, but I just I did want to address like why there hasn't been no, episodes I, in a while. But we are we are back, baby. And we are going to be covering every episode of Loki week by week for the next six weeks. We are also going to be uh, bringing back movie coverage. So, Robo fans, Dino fans, hold on to your butts because there's new episodes coming at you. Oh, yeah. We even have a little robot in this one, you know? So, yes, you do. <laughs> and I'm grateful for that because I, w- I wasn't sure if the, if the show was going to technically qualify That's for right. robots versus dinosaurs <laughs> or if I was just going to have to reach for it and just because either way, I was going to, we were going to cover it. Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> of course. But, when I saw that robot, I got really yeah, excited. I was like, yes, I don't, we, justified. I don't know much about it. They didn't show much. It doesn't even have like a voice or anything, but it does seem like something that might come back, at least as like a, yeah. another like one-off joke or something. Yeah, exactly. He really showed his emotions through those little digital uh, face. So uh, I love them. thought he was adorable. Yeah, it was fun, minimalist robot. Do you have any idea if if uh, it has a name or anything like that? Did it? Did they? No, there they, any, like, they didn't mention anything. And my brain's not firing on all cylinders to come up with a great, funny one. But no, it didn't have a name. <laughs> it's all right. Well, that's okay. Um, um, the show, Loki, is this is the third Marvel series uh, that's come out on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we're covering episode 101, Glorious Purpose. And it is directed by Kate Heron and written by Michael Waldron, who is the show creator. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ryan, I think you know a little bit more about Michael Waldron than I do. Yeah, a little bit anyway. But Michael Waldron is or was a writer on Rick and Morty. Um, so I know he wrote at least one or two episodes, maybe, fully, of course. But he was also a writer in the writing room. So you're pretty much involved on everything, at least a little bit. So um that's great. And then Rick and Morty is a show that's like, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people out there have watched it or seen it. You know, it's, it's a great show about jumping through dimensions and time. And every episode is like a new adventure with Rick and Morty, which in themselves are based on Doc and Marty from Back to the Future. <laughs> so another sh- movie or sh- a series of movies I love. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's all good. It works. It fits in perfect. And then he's also writing the script, or did write the script for uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. So, mm. yeah. Which is going to connect to WandaVision. So that's exactly. exciting. It's, it's amazing. I love it. I love all the connections. All the shows are working together perfectly. And the last two, so far, Disney Plus has been two for two in the Marvel shows. So 
and this one's looking great. So great mm-hmm. job. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. I, I like the, I like the setup and it's, it's, I've seen only a few episodes of Rick and Morty, but mm-hmm. it's, I, it's kind of like you said, it's a very similar thing where it explores alternate dimensions, time yes. travel, the big sci-fi universe. And there's a thing where it's kind of like there's a central hub or some sort of reset button every time so that they can always go off on a new adventure into some other crazy, right. completely different thing. And Loki seems to be setting something up like that. We're going to be going to like the 15th century, maybe yeah. uh, the 1800s, like we, maybe even to the future. I am hoping I'm crossing my fingers that we're going to go into prehistoric times and maybe see a dinosaur. That would that's be a long shot, but it's not out of the question, right? No, absolutely not. And that's, we haven't had a dinosaur yet in any of the shows we've done. So I'd love to mm. just get a dinosaur in there. Oh, we had a Dorcasaurus. Remember the Dorcasaurus? Oh, well, yeah, of course. Dorcasaurus <laughs> Rex. Ah, <Aww>, man. <laughs> Got me again, that Dorcasaurus Rex. <laughs> um, let's talk about some of the stars of Loki. So there's Loki themselves, uh, Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. And uh, the agent from the Time Variance Society? No, Time Variance Authority. Society. Authority, time variance authority, Mobius M. Mobius, uh, <laughs> who is played by Owen Wilson. And he's great, really. And um, another top build actor is Gugum About the Raw, who plays um, Ravona Renslayer. And I, if I remember, she was like that judge that, that almost mm-hmm. sentenced Loki to execution. Yeah. And then Mobius kind of rescued him at the last moment. It seems like just from the casting, she's going to be a much bigger character later on. Definitely. But she only kind of was in that one scene in this episode. Yeah, it was introduction to her. I think definitely, I think definitely there she's going to be a bigger character. Seems like she might have a, some kind of connection to the timekeepers, possibly. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, she's definitely somebody important. In the, she's in somebody the, important. Exactly. She's up there. She might yeah. host. That's the vibe I'm getting. But I also got other vibes, which maybe we'll talk about as we go oh. on. But like, so like what? Go ahead. Like, I almost get this vibe. Like, they, the TVA doesn't really even know if there's really timekeepers. It seems like it's all fabricated, you know. So, <laughs> I love that theory, Ryan. I really love yeah. that theory because I was thinking, I was suspecting the same thing. Just the way that, she answered Loki's questions was like she really yeah. didn't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, they're they're directing the the flow of time like they're supposed to like you know she doesn't really know what's going on and i i just got that vibe from it like yeah i don't know you know it something seems very off there like he was challenging her on her whole entire purpose and and she was even thinking like oh i've never really asked myself those questions before i feel like weird on to the bs a little bit um yeah so we'll see down the road but things seem mysterious there and i think what do they call them space lizards (laughs) yes three space (laughs) lizards like telling me what i can do you know like who says and i I love how he questions it which is great like that's that's true like who says i can't escape test Mm -hmm. like slid onto my feet and i had a chance to escape of course i'm gonna grab it and escape you know what i mean and he has a point the the avengers went back did all this stuff and she in Endgame, you know, and she's like, oh, that was supposed to happen. Well, anybody could say that. I feel like there's more to it. Yeah, there, there's a theme already emerging in the show from from the and, and this is a, a theme with Loki as a character mm-hmm. of 
he he uh, and I want to be I want to be um deliberate about this they Loki they uh are very yes. determined that they're in control of their destiny they are holding the pen that writes their own story yes. you know and they they insist that that is the case and that they're not beholden to anybody else's destiny exactly and to hear you know when he heard that somebody was possibly like telling him what he can and can't choose to do all oh, that 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 infuriated Loki very much so. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Another another uh, actor is Wunmi Musaku, who plays Hunter B fifteen, and uh, I am a big fan of the show Lovecraft Country, Jeez. and um, she was a, a great character on that show, Ruby Ruby Baptiste. Uh, so, listeners, I think if you I think if you're into Loki, if you're into WandaVision, if you're into weird stuff like this. Definitely check out Lovecraft Country and Wunbi Masaku is awesome on that show as well. Um, Hunter B15 is a cool character we're definitely going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tara Strong, a great voice actor, it was Miss Minutes. Oh, yeah. And we'll definitely get, get, get around to her. And then the last actor I want to mention is Eugene Cordero, who played Casey. So good. They're a very, very fun character. Um, you might recognize Eugene Cordero from. The Good Place, and he was Pillboy on The Good Place. <laughs> uh, awesome. Any other standouts that that uh, to you, or did I kind of cover all the big ones? Uh, I think you covered everybody. Um, yeah, you pretty much covered everyone in in the episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, cool. besides minor characters, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that there will be more like cool characters oh. that'll show up or something like that. I think there's going to be a I, lot more. I have a question. I'm going to save it for my big three questions, but it is about like, you know, I, I think we always like to speculate, like who might make a cameo yes. in this, in this Marvel show. Um, well, so that's going to be one of my big three questions when we get to lose big three yeah. um, or LB three, maybe Loki's big three this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the opening sequence of glorious purpose is 2012 New York city. We're back in the first Avengers movie mm-hmm. and it's, well, I guess technically we're back in the end game uh, yeah. sequence where they go back to the first Avengers yes. movie. And then it's like a triple flashback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I liked, I liked how Loki put it where he said, you know, he knew that um, it was the Avengers messing with the timeline. Cause you could smell the <laughs> yes. cologne of two Tony Starks. I thought that was great too, especially cause he mentioned his ax body spray in the, in the end yeah. of Endgame. <laughs> yes. Uh, yep. uh, oh, that act smells strangely strong here today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just the just the just the absolute disdain and and disgust that he has for the Avengers, these do-gooders, and 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 how that comes up later. Like we were talking about when he's when he's in front of the judge and he's like, you know, you're telling me I'm violating yeah. these time rules, but what about these jerks that they <laughs> exactly. use they use time they built a time machine and they're coming back and like doing all this nonsense? Yeah. And, and they get a free pass. And technically, Loki was doing nothing. He was just going mm-hmm. about his timeline, and the Tesseract, because of their fuck-ups, slid into his feet. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm not even the one who started this mess. I mean, it did, like, you just gave me an, an, an out. I mean, who wouldn't take that? So, yep. I, you know, it's pretty messed up. But Not only that, but later, yeah. Oh, God. I was just going to say, but then again, I guess it seems like in the TVA, just the simple thing, like, missing the bus or being late for work could 
mean you're throwing off the timeline. They grab you and like zap you out of existence. So the regular version of you can continue on. So I guess even the most insignificant thing, they, which is so sinister too, which is, I feel like there's just something off about them. Like they'll go into an, into a new timeline, like, like, like uh, Mobius with that little kid. He's like, go wait outside. You know, we're just about to murder trillions of people in this universe. (laughs) Like he's just going to basically end that whole timeline. Everyone's going to die. And even though like another version of them isn't going to die, like that version is going to die. So, yeah, I mean, I think they call it pruning, right? They call it pruning. Flipping the branch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's it's, kind of crazy. I was going to say that uh, Loki in this episode, he sees, he sees what happens if he doesn't steal the Tesseract. He sees that his actions later on lead to his mother dying and, you know, and then, and then his own death at the hands of Thanos. So right away we can, we can, as much as Loki is a villain and has done villainous things. And this is, uh, this is a version of Loki that hasn't had that redemption arc that we saw in the rest of the Avengers movies, mm-hmm. we I, I can I can at least sympathize with him. If you see this this future playing out, that would yeah. happen if you didn't take control of your own destiny, grab the tesseract, and get out of there. Yeah, I can understand why he'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just play. I'm gonna see how this yeah, timeline plays a, out instead of that one where my mom my mom's dead. Yeah, that's a great point. I never even really thought about that. Like. Yeah, like this test rock slid in front of me. I disappeared, and it was clearly the better choice. <laughs> I was going to go on and die, you know. Like, yeah. Um, but I feel like also those seeing those scenes was like a quick character development to kind of almost catch him back up to the Loki we know now. Um, I don't yeah. know if he's going to turn out to be exactly the same, but it seems like he really realized um, shit. You know, I don't really have any options here. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he also kind of realized the error of his ways, seeing all that stuff and what the, the terror it led to. And maybe as the episode's gone, he'll have more character development. But I think that was a pretty good way to catch him up. And, you know, you catch see, that, you see and, that kind of stuff in, in your life. That would probably change you. It would change me. Yeah, if you, if you saw that, like, there's a future where you reconcile with your brother oh, and, yeah. and your brother respects you and, and calls you a hero and yep. and all of that. Like, that, that yeah, that could... Because Loki's not, Loki's not an inherently bad person. Yeah. You know? Kind of got the shit into the stick a little bit. Yeah. And he kind of, he kind of got, he ended up down a dark path uh, by a lot of his own choices. But, um, but there's, there's, I have, I have a lot of sympathy for the character. There was, uh, there was, the question that I had was, uh, we know that Loki's mom and, and Thor's mom, I am struggling to remember the character's Frigga. name, Renee Russo, Frigga, yeah. is some sort of, she has magic, she's some sort of seer. I think she's a witch, um, though. She's a witch, yeah. and there there is some sort of scene, or a line of a, a dialogue exchange during, is it Endgame? Yeah, it is Endgame, when Thor goes back and sees her, mm-hmm. and he's kind of trying to warn her about her impending death. Yeah. And it seems like she's like, yeah, I know. I, I know what's going I can see the future. Yeah. I kind of know what's going to happen. So I have a big question about Loki as a character. Okay. Where do you think he get he gets the sense of, I have glorious, I am burdened with glorious purpose? What do you think planted that idea in Loki's head? 
Well, I think yeah, I am burdened with glorious purpose. Well, I think it's just kind of the fact that he was taken in by these royal godly family and he feels a responsibility to hmm. live up to those standards, I guess maybe you can say. Like I was born to okay. be a king. So, you know, I'm, I, it's my destiny to, to be burdened with this issue of taking ruling and being king. It's what I'm supposed to do. And I just, I, I just, that's, that's kind of what I feel. Yeah. Well, yeah. like what, uh, what, tell me the, uh, the Lou thought. So I'm, I'm wondering if, if some of Frigga's, uh, foresight power, her, her premonition powers yep. rubbed off on Loki because oh. he does a lot of magic and he probably yes. learned some magic from her growing mm-hmm. up as, as, yeah. Uh, her child i wonder if he had some sort of vision or maybe she told him about some sort of future that he needs to fulfill that could and, and maybe that yeah. is what planted the idea in his head that i whatever all the actions that i do are justified because i because the word the word burdened is very interested yeah. interesting i am burdened like, with yeah. glorious like purpose he, it's not like i'm so great i deserve this it's it's this is something I must carry, and yeah. and and you all just don't understand mm-hmm. uh, that that this is you know my my burden. It's my my weight to carry, my weight to bear. Yeah, that's I I really like that. That's really good, and maybe yeah. we'll see some kind of flashback of him as a kid, like being raised after he's adopted, and and maybe see something like that, like his mom, because he's you know like a you know, he's, he's got like magical powers too. And and like a wizard sorcerer type magic. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if like, if she trained him in ways growing up and like you said, and and he does have some kind of premonition, that would be cool to see. I like that. That's a great thought. Cause Loki, he was born in Jotunheim and he, his original name is uh, Loki Lothi's son. Cause Lothi was the King, I guess, of the frost giants. And, and Mm -hmm. so he would have been, he would have been the king of Jotunheim, but instead he became the prince of Asgard. And yeah. that's, in his mind, that's also what bred a lot of resentment in him because now he's the younger brother of who will be the king. Yeah. And so he just resents that, that uh, instead of fulfilling that destiny that he was originally born with, mm-hmm. he's just got to be number two. Yeah, he's got to be playing second fiddle for the rest of his life. And I feel like he almost kind of embraced that by the end, by, by Infinity War, you know, when he, mm-hmm. when he died and... He looked at Thor and said, you know, Loki, Odin's son, you know. Odin's son. Yeah, and he said, like, you know. So, and he said, like, yeah. true heir to the Odinheim. But he didn't, you know, he still said that. But still, it was almost like he was accepting his part. Like, we finally connected, become brothers, and I accept this. And then yeah. and then he was gone, which is sad. So. He was. <laughs> and I, he, he, what he did, his final act, definitely saved Thor's life. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think, do you think in that moment he was convinced he was going to win or do you think he was sacrificing himself when he, when he stood up to, to Thanos? Uh, uh, honestly, at the time I did think that he didn't realize that he was actually going to die. Um, mm-hmm. and he was, he was standing up to Thanos, but I really didn't, I think he was underestimating the powers, his powers. He's like, I'm a God, I can't die. I mean, look at me, I've died twice and not died. So 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so another running theme with Loki as a character is, is his his arrogance. Yeah, it's his like, and I yeah, love even when he, and I love even when he officially died, they still find a way to make him not die. <laughs> like it's kind <laughs> of almost like a joke. <laughs> like Loki always finds a way to live. He's the god of mischief. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and we don't know how or why, but he just does, you know? I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's a great character. Yeah, and, and Loki is obsessed with destiny. There's a line that he has when he's talking to Mobius later where he says, choice breeds shame, uncertainty, and regret. Yes. Uh, he, he has that whole speech in the first Avengers movie about how, you know, your free will is an illusion and, yes. and you're all made to kneel. Uh, you're born to kneel and that's it actually makes your lives easier yeah when you don't just have don't to. have all these options in yeah. front of you exactly like and i wonder how how much of that is like he resents that he was set off of the path from his original destiny and now he has to make choices that he never wanted to make yeah no totally i yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 um so, uh, what do you want to get into in this episode? I uh, we don't have to go like beat by beat, but is there anything like any big things that you, um, any big topics that you want to dissect? Um, well, I just kind of had a uh, timeline here of how the episode goes. Oh um, heck yeah! Okay, cool. Because I didn't do that, so if you did that, that's going to be very handy. <laughs> yeah, I, wrote, I went. I went beat by beat. I wrote the things that happened. Oh and great! I wrote little things under it, what we can discuss. Um, awesome so how about yeah so, how's that, I mean, how about you lead the way so if we start at the beginning we had the recap with endgame which we've all seen a billion times cool and yep. then we, <laughs> stairs <laughs> yeah. more stairs exactly <laughs> and then uh and then we have a cool new marvel opening which i thought was oh shit i'm, I'm drinking from my hulk glass right my now my boy hulk <laughs> Um, I, I thought it was cool. I like how they're doing new original Marvel openings too. I just want to bring that up as well. Like, mm. you know, the rolling Marvel theme and stuff. And for each one, they've done like a cool little variation. And I just think that green and gold. Yeah. And they did like a cool, the Loki colors with that cool music. Thought that was cool. Um, yeah. I do like how they're doing that now. Like, and also the, it seems like the people who have died are all like blackened out and black and white. And the people who are alive are in color, which is kind of yeah. cool. Um, so basically the first scene, new scene is when Loki comes blasting out of the portal, lands mm-hmm. in the in the uh the Gobi Desert. And now this scene looks almost identical to the scene in Iron Man. If you see when he launches out of the cave and lands in the yeah. desert and all the shit around him, he's like like sits up. It's like almost identical. It mirrors that really it mirrors that like almost perfectly. And I think it's cool. It's almost like like we're starting a new era of the MCU, you know, that was the beginning. And now this is a new beginning, which I thought that's kind of what that meant. That's kind of my interpretation cool. of it. Um, I like that. That's yeah. cool. And, you know, Loki quickly jumps up on the rock, tries to take control of the first people he sees. Cause you know, that's Loki. <laughs> like, yep. you know, you know, You're all does his glorious purpose, you know, little speech and all that fun stuff. And, you know, then the TVA comes in which is awesome they got their little like portal kind of rick and morty ish i mean except it's not a green circle it's like a square but it's cool how they portal out into a new new dimension which i love um yeah it's almost like like a door it yeah looks like a door it was yeah. really cool i love in rick and morty it's a portal gun 
but you know, either okay. way, <laughs> however they do I, it, I think it's awesome. I like their uniforms too. I like, I like oh, the color yeah. scheme of their uniforms a lot and just, they look really cool. Yeah. It's awesome. And those, uh, those little vaporizing sticks they carry just <laughs> gone. Um, <laughs> so then, uh, we pull Loki. Oh, that slow-mo punch was so cool. Like, um, she punches him. He's like, "You're now going at one sixteenth speed, but you're feeling it, the pain, all in real time." She just lips her flat. <laughs> that was. It's like in the movie uh, Dread. Did you see Dread? No. The, the, the one with uh, it was uh, awesome. The one with Carl Urban. That's yeah. right. Um, uh, Carl I Urban, aka. That. I gotta watch that because I love that. Um, uh, aka, uh, what is his name? Um, in Thor. Scourge. Scourge, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Scourge. Uh, also, Lena Headey plays the villain in that movie. But the, so uh, the reason I bring it up is there is this um, this drug, this futuristic drug in that world. I think it's called 1%. And when you take it, times your perception of time slows down to 1%. Oh, and that's cool. It's kind of like people use it to get high and like, you know, do stuff in slow motion. But also... The bad guys sometimes use it like to kill somebody and make it more painful for them. Like they'll, uh, they'll inject them with it and then toss them off of a building so that they experience their death, like falling uh, death, much more like painstakingly. Oh, that's, that's brutal. Jeez. Yeah. But yeah, I got to check that out because I love that too. And I've always been, every time I see Dread, is it a show? That's a movie, right? It's, not a, it's a movie. Okay, it's a movie. Cool. Yeah, so it's and it's be, it's in my opinion, it's better than the original, the nineteen ninety one. The one with, with uh, Stallone and Rob Schneider. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hear that one. I didn't actually see that one, but I hear it's pretty bad. It it's fun. It is bad. It's not. Yeah, it's fun though. Yeah. <laughs> so then, then, anyway, then they take Loki, and these things are so mm-hmm. cool. They so they leave this little capsule thing. That like what I forget what they call it, um, but like it literally like destroys the whole that whole universe and everyone in it and like vaporizes it and so it doesn't exist. That's just, I mean, if you think about it, that's just crazy. Which so doesn't that mean that that would erase everything the Avengers did in Endgame because the Space Stone, the Tesseract, lets him travel through space, not through. He didn't go through to a different yes. uh, dimension or a different timeline. But he did not follow his predestined what he was supposed to. He wasn't supposed to pick up the Tesseract. So right there, the fact that he didn't follow the sacred uh, timeline breaks. Like, you have to think of it like, according to the Avengers, they didn't see Loki take that and leave. Their timeline kept kept go. or sorry. It veered off, but when they erase it, that timeline resets back to where it was and continues on. So that's why they clip the branch. So that, it's very complicated. <laughs> I yeah, so I'm like the, I'm, that, I'm that gif with like like have, all the numbers in front of my like eyes. The like sacred just... <laughs> timeline, the main timeline, the middle, and then it veers yeah. off to this one. And okay. They put that capsule down. It clips that whole branch off, and everything starts back where it's supposed to from where that branch took. So that's what that thing does. It resets it back and clips okay. off that new timeline that was going to exist. Right. Okay. Because the Avengers, after after they finished up their business and like Cap fought Cap and Loki took the Tesseract, 
they they that they was, bounced out of there, right? That that was like their the last thing they kind of did in that timeline, and then they went. I think I somewhere worded, else I think to get I, another Infinity Stone. I think I worded this wrong earlier, but how to explain it? They when the Loki veered off into another when he took that space stone, another Loki was created, and that was the one we see in Loki. The original Loki continued on that timeline like normal. But we, as soon as he takes that, boom, a new branch breaks off. And, th- and then if you see on their little meters, there's a red line, and they have to clip that branch before it hits that red line and becomes a full new universe in the multiverse. So, yep. yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> time, time travel. <laughs> yes, exactly. it's, it's crazy, but... Then, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I can go with it. I can... I can <laughs> Just roll with it, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's I'm it, it, it's the internal logic makes enough sense to me that I can go with it. It's, yeah. it's fun. It, they, it's they, enough for this. They take a, to like understand a, the story. They take telling. like a brand new approach to time travel in this. That's not you can't go back and change your future in the MCU. You, you're yep. just all you're doing is creating another timeline. So you can't you fuck up. You can't go back and change it. It's over. It's done. That timeline is affected. So yeah, you go back, you're just creating another branch and that timeline of you fucking up still occurs. Mm-hmm. The, the, the main time timeline is how it's supposed to be. So that's how it remains in Endgame, They traveled among that one timeline back and forth. They didn't veer into a branch. Loki did what he wasn't supposed to do, right. which broke off into another timeline. The, in Endgame, they're traveling among, they're traveling along the, the, the sacred timeline. <laughs> sacred <laughs> yes okay um that's yeah. what i get from it anyway people could be listening to me like no you're fucking wrong but I- <laughs> <laughs> well you know what? if if that's how you feel write in robosvdiners yeah. at gmail.com send us your hate mail I would, i'll probably- read it on air i would love to i would love to hear uh a fan theory or you know if you have an alternate theory of time travel i'd love to time travel love to, i'll read it on air time travel so complicated like you know you can- yeah kind of just have to accept it it's uh it's crazy stuff but i i love stuff like i love that time travel complicated it's just fun yeah and it, it again it, it establishes its own internal logic it doesn't have to make sense scientifically as right. long as it makes sense and they and they they establish rules that can either like be violated and then there are consequences or the rules have to be followed in order for things to go right. And they're, they're doing that well, which is how the story, it's what they need to do to tell the story they want to tell. And I, and I want them to tell that story. I want to hear it. And then that's how they also end up with all those infinity stones and stuff. Cause people use the infinity stones to break off and they create another infinity. Like that's an extra Tesseract because Loki spun off of his timeline. So now there's still the original one and that one. So now they take it, put it in their junk drawer, and it's just a useless extra timeline Infinity Stone that got du- duplicated. And it's not going to work now because an Infinity Stone only works in the universe that it was created in. So now that that universe right. is gone, it's worthless. So it's not. It's not because it's not that the Infinity Stones don't work because like magic doesn't work here, right? Is or is that the case? Well, there's that, and there's the fact that in like. In the MCU, they haven't really determined yet, but I, and I don't know, I don't read the comics, but I try to follow what they are based on the, sh- the movies and I try to look into it. And the Infinity Stones in the comics only work in their universe. So 
Makes sense. As soon as someone grabs an Infinity Stone, leaves their timeline and goes into another universe, the Minutemen come in, reset that universe and clip the branch. Now that Infinity Stone has no universe that it works in. Right. So it's not going to work. So whether it's in the TVA and there's no magic there or the fact that it just doesn't have a universe to work in. I mean, you can look at it either way, I guess. Yeah. Because <laughs> Loki gets he gets that collar off at some point. Mm-hmm. And I thought that the collar was inhibiting his magic or something like that. But it, it, that wasn't the case. The collar was just sort of connecting him to that device. Yeah. And okay. even when he got the collar off, his magic still didn't seem to work. Yeah. I think the collar was basically just letting Mobius control his time individually. Right. You know, but no magic's yeah, going to work in quicker. the TVA, which makes me think how yeah. many Thanoses have rolled into the TVA fucking up and, you know, gauntlet with like two infinity stones on it. Like, shit, I fucked up. Huh. <laughs> and they zap them away. Yeah. That, you know, like, I'd love to see that kind of stuff. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Josh, I would let, I, we need a Josh Brolin cameo. Oh, he needs to come back That's as Thanos or so, at some point. Although I hope mm. he plays Cable in the MCU too, but yes, also a time traveler. <laughs> yes, exactly. Speaking of, um, yeah. So then, uh, you know, then I then we if we move on, you know, we're arriving at the mm-hmm. TVA, and he goes through the processing. Um, he goes in. They throw. You know, they. Uh, what, what do I put here? I wonder what else. Okay. All right, he takes the Tesseract, puts it in evidence. We meet our boy Casey, the receptionist. He's like, what's this? <laughs> it's the Tesseract. You be careful with that. Um, then we meet our little robot friend in mm-hmm. the in his first stop in the processing. Um, yep. He, I love the little faces it makes. It's so simple, but it's really funny, I thought, and how it zaps yeah, off it's his nose. It was great. And then he drops down into, and then he's in a TVA, TVA outfit mm. um, in a nice little TVA variant suit. <laughs> and they ask him, uh, are you a robot? <laughs> yes. After and he signs he asks, the papers of everything he said, they're like, please sign mm-hmm. this. And he's like, this is absurd. <laughs> and <laughs> sign this. <laughs> <laughs> um but i like how that guy asks you know are, are you a robot and then he's like what if wait what if i'm a robot but i didn't know that i'm a robot <laughs> yes and he's like goes up to it like puts his hands out like what if i what if i am a robot shit <laughs> <laughs> then he goes through it and he gets that little temporal scan which i don't really know the significance of that at this point but uh then he moves on and then was he going to the uh into the ticket room DMV, like, yeah, the, yeah. the queue, the line. Then we meet, the line. Well, we meet uh, Miss Minutes, mm-hmm. which is, uh, do you do you know anything about her? Because I don't really know. She's in, she's a voice. Did we talk about that earlier already? So, um, yeah, the voice actor, Tara Strong, who uh, is, she was Bubbles on Powerpuff Girls. She's uh, also been voices on Rick and Morty. And she's a very, very big um, voice actor. And... What I liked about Miss Minutes is uh, it, it reminded me so much of Mr. DNA from yes. Jurassic Park. Oh, shit. It did. The charming Southern yes. accent explaining this very high concept, yeah. weird sci-fi co- thing to you in a way that you're like, oh, yeah, when you break it down into simple terms like that, I get it. Oh, hell yeah. I didn't even think of that. That is exactly, mm. that is fucking great. <laughs> yes. Yep. I love that. <laughs> Mr. DNA, where did you come from? 
from your blood. This like cartoonish, like it's awesome to see this like childish cartoonish character explain such a complicated thing. It's really cool. Like almost like a tool of rock, like dumbing it down for kids almost. <laughs> not school of not is that what it is? Uh schoolhouse rock. In, yep. Uh yep. schoolhouse rock. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 yeah, yeah, that that yeah. I'm just a bill on Capitol Hill, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. All right. Yeah. So, timekeepers. And then we, they give us the whole rundown about the timekeepers. There was a great multiverse war, and the timekeepers condensed the madness into one streamlined sacred timeline. And they basically keep that together with the rules and nobody's allowed to veer off. And if anyone does, clearly we've seen what they do. They clip, they clip it, they prune that bastard. And uh, pretty much everyone in existence in that universe gets vaporized into nothing. That's what I'm getting from it. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. And then, uh, you know, and then, of course, their, their little slogan, for all time, always. Always. <laughs> yes. Ominous. And then we get our cool little Loki opening, which was cool throwback, little simple little doo, 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 with the like. Uh, I, I love that, like almost synthesizer, like yeah, kind of like this letters changing, but in that simple black and white background, very cool. Love the like opening, synthesized almost like Stranger Things kind of music. Yes, yeah, yep. Stranger Things like Terminator, the original Terminator mm. had a very like. Ding, 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 like that. I love that creepy. It's like a real creepy vibe. I like it. Yeah. Um, mysterious creepy, you know. Um, and then, boom, we come back. We meet our boy Mobius M. Mobius, who's researching a nice uh, crime back in 1549 France. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, it looks like there is some kind of evil baddie, bad guy, big bad who knows what it's going to be, but we find out at the end that it, it is another variant of Loki, apparently. Mm-hmm. But he's um, basically uh, basically luring the the TVA Minutemen to certain time periods, and then killing them, and then stealing their time reset. So I'm kind of getting the vibe like clearly these guys are going back to set to to reset the time, but these timelines are clearly not getting resetted because she's stealing it am i am yes I, yeah so that's kind of what i'm getting from it so are we creating there's branches that aren't getting clipped like they're supposed to probably or is she faking them out is she faking them out and it's not really a branch but they would know because when they go to that no they go to that one and they scan it at the end and it shows the meter going up to the red line so it's definitely an alternate universe yeah uh or yeah but cool. i i think that <laughs> From what we've seen of the TVA, it is a uh, an like a, an analog bureaucracy, and and yeah. in my opinion, bureaucracy is the most evil concept that humanity has ever invented. Yeah, which is to me, to me, like when I see something as bureaucratic as the TVA, like that whole introduction with Loki going oh, yeah. through all of those all those different stations and waiting in line and all of that. Yeah. Immediately, my hackles are up, and I'm like, "This is not. This is not. Th- this organization claims to be 
doing things for the greater good or whatever, but there's no, there's no way that it's, they're not it's, evil. It's so definitely something more to it. <laughs> and I am, st- I'm already getting the sense that the Loki that we're seeing, that's like luring these, these Minutemen and ambushing them is not, they're portraying it as, oh, that's an evil version of Loki. But what if it's actually the future version of this Loki that has realized in the future the TVA needs to be stopped and that's what they're doing is yeah. is taking out the bad Minutemen because because I, yeah. I I there are definitely good Minutemen like almost yeah. definitely like I, I bet Casey is probably good Hunter B15 seems like be, like a good person good. Mobius I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence Mobius might be a good person but I think as a as a whole the organization is probably evil and future Loki has discovered that. This is my like big fan theory for the show. Um, And that future Loki is actually the hero that's stopping the TVA. I think that's awesome. I had a fairly almost identical theory. Literally, I mean, awesome. I didn't know if that was the, I didn't know if that was the Loki from the future, but I was saying, I, I, my thought is that that Loki they think is the bad guy is actually, he's trying to stop the TVA. You know, whether he's from the future or not, that's, great that makes total sense but i was like right on the same that's actually not a bad guy he knows what the tva is about or he they they know what the time you know know the tva is bad and they're there to stop it and whether you know like i think it makes total sense that's it's a future loki too that's that's awesome but i'm with you i'm not totally with you on that i'm awesome yeah (laughs) like right away i'm like these something creepy about this this authority here there's yeah. something something off um but honestly i think there could even be more to there could be even a bigger bad guy to the tva that we don't know about yet too so mm. i don't know who it could be or whatnot or anything but the the, the big leader of the tva you know maybe not just like timekeepers and all that mm-hmm. but we'll see yeah we'll see it's Mephisto. It's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's definitely, especially when he points at that stained glass devil. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's actually not. <laughs> no, I know. They're the just trolling, they're the trolling writers, us again. Literally, the directors and the writers literally came out and said, that's a coincidence. We had already filmed this when WandaVision <laughs> came out. <laughs> and they were like, it's not Mephisto. It's, it's supposed to be Loki wears the horns and right. they think that he looks like the devil. That's mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Exactly. You know, 1549 France, that's about all they would know. Yep. So, so did you mention that bluey gum? Yes. Kablooey gum. Yeah. Um, which has any significance or not that I know of, but it any, like, they, gives, gives the kid that little, the little thing with the running like stick figure and, mm-hmm. you know, um, Hey, so who did this? She points at the devil and then she's like, why don't you go wait outside? You know, yeah. clearly that means he's going to vaporize everything um do you have anything to add about that scene because then you know we get the tv agent comes through tells him that we got ourselves loki captured and that's mm-hmm. when he comes in meets loki in the court in the courtroom and you know they have a little exchange and with the uh where i can kind of feel like she doesn't really know what the timekeepers are what's going on the, the judge i mean i forget her name mm-hmm. Uh, oh, oh man! I, uh, Ravana, Ren, Ravana Renslayer, right? Renslayer. And what's the hunter? Hunter B fifteen. 
Oh, so many numbers and weird names. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, my memory ain't what it used to be. <laughs> I didn't recall those from memory. I have IMDb, IMDb open, so I'm cheating. Don't feel bad. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm fucking all this marijuana ruins your brain cells. <laughs> Just kids, don't smoke pot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) oh man or else the tva will come get you yeah they will yeah owen wilson's fucking coming after you that's why Um, that's why uh when you when you smoke weed you can't remember things it's because the tva is coming and like adjusting adjusting your memory you fucked up the timeline (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness uh owen i love him Maybe the big bat is just his nose. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So, so, we're, uh, so we get out of the 15th century France. And then what? And then the... Then we're in the courtroom. Yep. Um, and he's about and to be executed, when he gets, right? You know, right. And the, she's going over the mm-hmm. shit. And this is where Loki tries. He tries to blame it on the Avengers. Um, and you know, of course, he says the Avengers were meant to do this, which I don't know if we're gonna find out more about that. If they're just laying that out, just be like, yeah, they were meant to do that. But at the same time, I feel like maybe this whole God, it's so complicated. Then the whole predestination thing isn't actually real, so maybe they weren't actually supposed to do that. There's a whole new explanation. I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I do. Yeah. My head is spinning, but I, but I do follow what you're saying. Yeah. It's just so complicated. To, a lot of yeah. it to explain these time travels. That's why I love it though. It's just yep. so crazy convoluted and ridiculous, but I love it. Yeah. So, um, then we see Logan. This is the funniest part when he tries to use his powers and he's just like, <laughs> 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 Nope, not going to work. I think it's funny that it took him that long to try to use his powers too, by the way, but um, it took that long for us to realize. Um, uh, you know, Loki, Loki is smart and tactical. And I think, <clears throat> I think he realized right away, like, all right, maybe I'm in over my head a little bit. Let me, yep. let me feel this out before I try to escape. Let me get like my bearings and see what I'm up against before I try to use my powers and escape. Yeah, absolutely. And the cool thing I like about Loki is even when he realizes he doesn't have powers, he still uses his smarts to, you know, grab the remote and he's still being like a little mischievous bastard, you know? Yep. And I, and I really, I think that's cool. It just, it just goes to show he's, he's definitely a smart, he's smart. He's smart. Yep. It's like, that, which is, you know what? This is a common thing in Marvel. Uh, they like to take a character that you know, like, has these abilities, has these powers, and they love to take the powers away from them. They did this with Thor in the in the Thor movie. Um, he wasn't able to, he wasn't worthy of lifting Mjolnir at first yep. uh, until, until later on he had to, like, find himself. Iron Man yep. in Iron Man 3 has his suit taken away, but we see, mm-hmm. like, what that the suit is not what makes him Iron Man. Uh, he, he literally has, the like, Iron Man gives this speech to Peter Parker about, you yeah, know, if yep. you... I forget exactly what he says, but like, if, if you, you need, need the, the suit, suit, then you're not worth, uh, you know, yeah. Right. Yeah, if you I, need I don't the suit, you don't deserve it. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, we're seeing that even with a villain with Loki or quote unquote villain mm-hmm. that it's not his, it's not the powers that make them Loki. It's, 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 yeah. Who they are. It's, it's Loki that makes him Loki. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, 
and then another uh, part when they, you know, they, they're just about to, they sentence him to be reset. Um, and I just, another like sinister kind of thing from the TVA. And they're like, it's not your story. And it never was like, mm. like that's just kind of evil. Like they're saying like, we're in charge of whatever you do. And if you don't do it, like we're supposed to, you will be reset. That's just uh, flat out telling, telling Loki, no, the Avengers are, are, that, that's our, that's our, those are our golden children. Like they, yeah. they, everything that they're doing is righteous and justified and perfect. Mm-hmm. And you're the only one that we need, that we need to correct, which yes. is offensive yeah. in so many ways, to, especially it's to almost, Loki. Almost kind of goes hand in hand with what Mobius tells him later about he's, he's here to make other people realize their greatness. Like, uh, yeah. it's kind of, that's, it's got to, it's demoralizing. it's demoralizing. It's <laughs> demoralizing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so then uh, Mobius obviously saves him from being fried and he wants to use him. We don't know this yet, but to catch another Loki. And I guess mm-hmm. he feels like using Loki to catch Loki is going to be the best way to go about it. Yeah. Um, so. Then Even though we, we know that just through movie logic, that means that obviously he is creating the future Loki <laughs> yeah, through, through these same decisions. Exactly. Um, and then uh, well, we got Mobius, uh, uh, Loki and Mobius in the elevator. Uh, oh, um, wait, did we? Oh, that comes maybe later. What's that? Oh, the part where they're, did I skip that? Which part? Uh, the part where they, he takes them from the court and then, you know, these walk in through the halls of the TVA and they see the whole futuristic I don't think I wrote that down. That's crazy. And he says but, something uh, like, oh, there's no magic here. And Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's not magic. And it's just, magic. I guess it's just technology. Uh, yeah. I, but, Which, yeah, why, I mean, would that, why would why would Loki be astounded by that? He's seen Asgard. He's lived That's, on Asgard. And that I this place doesn't look more yeah. technologically advanced than Asgard. I had the exact same question. I was like, why is Loki surprised by this? Adgar- Asgard is well up there with this this is like pretty close to what you see every day <laughs> i guess it's because i guess it's because asgard is a combination of te- futuristic technology and magic so maybe he doesn't believe that they could achieve something almost on on, on par with asgard without magic yeah without okay the- that that makes complete sense right there actually yeah. and i think it's more just the tva has access to every time so they have the technology to do whatever they want, which is mm. why they're, you know, they're, he's drinking like a Josta soda, you know, with, uh, you know, from like, I forget this from like the eighties, nineties, like Pepsi energy soda, kind of like a mm. jolt, jolt oh, cola. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I saw in the trailer, he also drinking a Boku. I don't know if you freaking remember those. They're like adult juice boxes. And it was called a Boku. Oh. And you like peel the top off and drink. they were delicious. I loved them. They okay. were like early 90s maybe. Yeah. So there's some cool little like, just these cool little uh, Easter eggs of like past and stuff, things that they just clearly can get a hold of because they are on a timeline where they can get anything they want. That's fun. So, yeah. So that's that's kind of cool, and I think that they just have access to technology to make this great city like that. Um, so then we go into the old uh, Mobius and Loki interview, 
and then we get to see this is the first time no we get to see that already but loki does the old with the thing resets him so he can't, he tries to run after him just resets him back to where he was i love that is this when they talk about loki being db cooper yeah it gets that that is in this part yeah um mm. yeah that first uh they go in and, and talking uh and, the, you know, he asks him about, oh, you're going to rule Earth, and then you want to rule Asgard. And he's like, so what next? You're going to be ruler of space? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, don't you mock me. I love that. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, then he goes into the, uh, oh, then uh, Mobius starts telling him about how he, who he is. And he's, he's an agent who investigates um, dangerous variants. And that's when Loki was like, oh, like me. And he's like, oh, no, you're just a pussycat. <laughs> we, got, we got real problems here. Okay, buddy. But we think maybe you could help us. Hmm. Um, and then he shows some of the uh, some of the terrible things he's done to hurt people in the past. Like yep. some of the Avengers stuff tries to get to why do you hurt people? Yeah, and then, and shows Phil Coulson. And yeah. I, think, I think that what they're officially saying in this show is that uh, the events of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where Phil Coulson totally comes back to life um, <laughs> more than once, actually, on that show. Um, I think they're saying that's not canon anymore. Phil Coulson yeah. is dead, dead. Not only yeah. merely dead, but really most sincerely dead. I, I hate to be the one to say this to people who love those shows, but I really don't think... I think Kevin Feige has said they're not canon. Like, Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they started off as canon but as things progressed i think he decided that he didn't want he had plans for those stories in the future mm-hmm. and he doesn't want that to ruin it you know like the dark hold and all that stuff that you know just doesn't want to if you could if he can chop that off and say it doesn't work he doesn't need to worry about continuity issues in that law like that's a lot of stuff to worry about the continuity on i mean there's I also i mean th- there's also the hand-waving explanation of like that's just another alternate timeline that's not the sacred yeah. timeline so and you could easily say that too and mm-hmm. that would just make it a, a lot, an easy way to make it s- semi-canon i guess yeah um but yeah and that's awesome loki is db cooper that scene is great um clearly it was lost he lost a bet to thor uh-huh. <laughs> i thought that was great and jumps out <laughs> gone it explains everything mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean makes complete is, sense is this the same there was another quote that i wrote down uh that loki says that i re- i just really like the writing of this um mm-hmm. where uh mobius kind of breaks him down and and has him yeah. kind of reflect on like these bad things that he's done and he any any he, he comes out and says oh no th- this is later this is after he actually escapes and um or uh, almost escapes and realizes that he still can't get out of the agency and he says um i don't enjoy hurting people i do it because i have to because i've had to it's part of the illusion the cruel elaborate trick conjured by the weak to inspire fear yeah which is almost exactly what he says in reference to the TVA earlier, but then he applies it to himself. Yeah. In this in this scene, which I think is awesome, he was like, you know, that's actually what I'm doing. Yep. Which uh, I that was great, and it's almost like that full, that character development comes back around again, which I think is good because I wanted to get back to the Loki Loki somewhat decent, like yeah, you know, 
um, you know, break him out of that shit that he was in for the first Avengers and, and, and back to the decent guy that I really think he is inside. Yeah, and a, and a cartoonishly evil, evil villain is never fun. So yeah. somebody that's more complex has, you know, yes. their own just has justifications for what they're doing is much more interesting. So much better when you can like sympathize or empathize with the bad guy. I mean, it just, it's just, it makes him more human and real, of yep. course. Um, and, uh, and what is he? What else do they do? Yeah, he goes through more memories of his mom. He realizes his mom died. Um, he shows him that. But then before you can see any more, Mobius gets pulled out. They tell him that another unit has been killed. Mm-hmm. And clearly we saw the scene where Mobius helps Loki up and he, you know, uses his mischievous trickery to steal the remote from his pocket. Yeah. And you can actually kind of see it in the shot if you watch it again. Yeah. It, he comes up, puts his hand out and he like clearly is stealing it. I, um, I like Mobius so far, but that moment made me lose a lot of respect for him. Because yeah. I was like, how, how are you going to not keep a firm grip on that device at all yeah, times? <laughs> and you know who you're dealing with here. This is yeah. Loki. The god of mischief. Keep that it's, fucking thing locked It's in just your like palm. when, when uh, Jimmy Woo inexplicably stole that cell phone at the end of WandaVision. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are literally guys in the background looking at him. <laughs> it's it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> hey, sometimes things just need to work out, you know? <laughs> maybe. Fan theory. Fan theory alert. Loki, because Loki's a shapeshifter, Loki is Jimmy Woo. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that would be, yo, um, sick. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, where are we? Necklace. Yeah. Okay. So, yep. And then, obviously, Loki escapes. Mm-hmm. And then we. Have, I love the scene where he goes in. You know, he goes in. He sees Casey. He's like, "What's your name?" He's like, "Casey." I'm gonna gut you like a fish, Casey. I love how he asks him his name to use it in a more personal way to like, just make this threat even worse. And then Casey's like, I, what's a fish? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to know what I'm being threatened with before I can It means a painful death. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. Um, and then of course he, he tells him to get him the Tesseract. He opens the junk drawer and it's just the Tesseract and like 20 infinity stone. It's just sprawled out here, like worthless. You know, when we've just watched, uh, what, three phases of the MCU where those were the whole driving force of the whole thing. And it's I think it's cool because it's almost like it's like that's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yep. this isn't important anymore. Now we're moving on to bigger and better things. Yeah, which I think is, I think is kind of kind of awesome. It almost it, I don't know. It's just cool to see something that you've thought is so big for so long. And now it's just oh, those are paperweights. it's a good troll (laughs) exactly um and i think after that is when loki really starts to have a turnaround yeah you know he he realizes wait this is my whole life like pointless like these things are just worthless right now and and that's uh kind of when he goes back and then then he starts running through his memories on his own you know Mm -hmm. um and which i thought this part was quite sad i had a little quivery lip um, but you know, going back through all the, uh, all the, all the parts of his life, his mom, you know, he watched his mom die again, you know, um, 
and of course the scene where where Thanos kills him, which yeah. was very impactful. But he, oh yeah, and he gets to see the scene with Odin and how he says, you know, he loves his sons. He gets to see himself fight with Thor. Yep. And and I just seeing all the things that I think truly deep inside he actually wanted. He wanted his father's right. love. You know, so to see that's actually what he wanted. So to see that it actually did happen, kind of, I think makes him think. So, and that's where we are. And then he watches all that and he sits down and he just kind of like, ugh. and then Mobius comes in mm-hmm. and he explains to him how, you know, this thing is just worthless. He's got this worthless Tesseract and, and none of this works. And then our boy Mobius offers in the old, what, you know, basically this whole episode was clearly a setup yeah. to where we're going here, which I think was a great setup episode because the dialogue and the writing was amazing. I thought the acting was awesome. The special effects were cool. And just the mysterious vibe of it was really great. And it was a great episode to get us into like what's going to be happening, which is Mobius recruiting Loki to help them hunt down this bad variant who's um, clearly stealing all their reset capsules. Yep. So why? I don't know. But we're going to find out. Shit don't yeah. get crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so (laughs) is that when they go to, so in the end, it's uh, Salina, Oklahoma, 1858, right? That's when um, the agent, so I like the trick that that Loki pulls where they, they're like, one of, one of the agents uh, feels the ground and they smell, they smell uh, oil and they assume, yeah, some Joker must have built a time machine. And that's why like oil is spilled everywhere. Um, And it's just Loki was setting up a trap. Uh, yep. to burn them alive <laughs> yeah which was actually pretty dark for a uh disney mcu episode yeah. but they're screaming in pain and trying to and i love he's crawling out trying to grab that oh and they just be loki just yanks yanks him right out and steals yep. that thing and that's it and then we're gonna find out what happens and uh Heck yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. And I think it's totally, I think it's total misdirection yes. so far. Yes. But, but it's still, you Which know. Makes sense yeah. when it's the it's god great. of mischief, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, okay. So, speaking of that, um, there is uh, something that I, I kind of knew about this before um, before I watched the episode. I, you know, I, I avoid, I try to avoid spoilers as much as I can, but I read an article about, um, the and i and i watched for this in the end credits that they disney released the uh like the dossier that the tva has on loki um and it shows like a breakdown at like loki lofe sun eyes blue birthplace jotunheim aliases loki odinson slash god of mischief class a type seven uh, and a really interesting part of it was on on his dos on loki's dossier sex fluid Um, so we talked about during, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, how, you know, the, the Marvel, Marvel knows their fans and Mm -hmm. Marvel knows that some of their fans might be problematic and have trouble with a progressive society where a black person can be Captain America, or there Mm -hmm. are people that deny that police treat black people differently. And Marvel's response to that is, well, you like these characters, you want the best for them. So we're gonna show you their reality. Uh, We're gonna show you Sam Wilson having to deal with getting a bank loan and his race being a factor and, you know, interacting with the police and and his race being a factor. 
Um, mm -hmm. And I don't think that this show is really going to go into this, but I personally am grateful that they would officially acknowledge that a character, a major character in the, in the Marvel universe is gender fluid. They're specifically yeah. saying Loki is gender fluid. Um, Absolutely. I just think and that's I like think important. And it's like, and I think like, like you said, something as big as Marvel and the MCU, and I think they know the impact they have and yep. the fact that they can really make a change and make these things more normal. Yeah. So that you see this, you know, you see those things in a normal, it, it's all about normality and what you see on a regular basis, which makes you cool with it because, oh, that's normal. So exactly. to see this stuff, to see something like, like, you know, a black guy being Captain America or a character being gender fluid, it's normalizing it. And something big like MCU is the type of place to do that because everyone sees it. Or a lot yeah. of people see it. And it, it has a huge fan base from all different kinds of people. And it it's almost like I'm uh it's almost like a, a big a, I don't know how to word it, but to get you know what I mean, to get a, something like this out there for the normality for everybody to see. I think that's great. And yeah. they and I don't think they shove it down anybody's throat or makes anybody uncomfortable or crazy, but they try to make it trying to progress it to a normality. That's, and I think that's awesome. I think that's a really good way to put it is that it's normalizing yeah. it. It's making it casual rather than right. a, a thing that they're focusing on and making a big deal. Yes. And the Work more you think about it, Loki is a shapeshifter and a trickster mm -hmm. and constantly shapeshifts to Don. He, Loki can turn into a snake. We, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so of course, Loki, he's fluid. <laughs> yeah, Loki can turn into a man, a woman, any, anything that Loki wants to be. So it, it makes a lot of sense. It also, what it really does is like you said, it norm, by normalizing it, um, it's, it's a gift to the fan base. Like, cause I can imagine a kid who might feel this way, might feel like I, I, you know, I don't identify with yeah. what society says my gender is, or I feel a different way inside than m how I look on the outside. Yes. Now, if they're a Marvel fan, they have something to point to that might make that conversation easier for them. You know, if they yeah. didn't have words for it to tell like their friends or their family, this is who I am, this is how I am. Yeah. They could be like, you know, like Loki, I'm, I'm gender fluid, like Loki. And it's just a shorthand yeah. for explaining something that, you know, they might feel uncomfortable explaining. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think they're doing I, uh, a great job with that kind of stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. This, it's something that, uh, that I, I, I personally am like very grateful for. I, yeah. um, Ryan, you and you and I have been friends for a very long time and yes. like we grew up together. We were in high school together. I really didn't discover myself in high school. Like I thought yeah. I was who I was. Um, yep. and I would say like, w without getting too much into myself, like I'd say, uh, I'm, I'm on the flag is how I would describe it. <laughs> I'm on, the, I'm on the pride flag. Yeah. Right. Uh, Cause it, it's a spectrum. And so, you yeah. know, I, I would, I, I sometimes we use the word, the term bi, but um, queer. Um, yeah. I think that's a pretty good like umbrella term, right. That kind of can queer can kind of cover a good solid uh, array. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. totally. So, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's and just without, like, without pin without pinpointing exactly because maybe you're not sure i don't know but you know yeah. it's a good it's a good place to be 
especially for, like for me, it's something that I, I couldn't reconcile with myself or I couldn't accept about myself until much right. later on in life. So now it's like, yeah. I'm still going through the process of discovering who I am and, and where on that spectrum I might land. Yes. But, but again, like having something like Loki, like, and, and they're officially can and can in canon acknowledging uh, that Loki yeah. is gender fluid. It's, it just makes conversations easier. And I'm really grateful for that. Absolutely. I think it's awesome. And I, I, couldn't agree more. It's fantastic yeah. to just normalize these things for, to make everybody comfortable, everybody comfortable. Why does anybody have to feel like shit? You know, yeah. I think everybody should be involved because it is more normal than anybody thinks. So, yeah. and, I, and I do want to yeah. say, I just want to acknowledge that like you, um, you and I were like, we're friends in high school. We're still friends now. Yeah. You're, you're definitely not one of the people in my life who made me feel like I couldn't uh, branch outwards or couldn't express myself or make myself, you know, um, discover myself. Like you've always been a very accepting progressive person. And, and I think yeah. that's why we're still friends. So. Absolutely. I, man, anybody can be whoever they want to be. And I think you're just, I, we get along, we connect, we have a good chemistry. We have a good sense of humor together. It doesn't, that stuff doesn't matter. You know, you're just, yeah. you're Lou, you're the man. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, cool. I'm glad we, I'm glad we talked about that. Um, cool. I have three big questions. Lose big three oh, for this episode. Are you ready for lose big three? Let's do it. Lose big three. Lose big three. I got to get like a music cue or something in there. Yes. <laughs> I love it. That's what I'm going to officially use. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I hinted at this earlier. First question, first big question: Who in the MCU is going to make a cameo in Loki? You know, I really want to say like like Thor, because I I mean, we never get to see Loki without Thor. It doesn't usually ever happen. But at the same time, that might be a little too obvious. So I don't know if it's really going to happen. Also, in reality, Chris Hemsworth is quite busy filming all kinds of other things like Thor Love and Thunder. So you got to think of it logically, too. But but that um, means he's on set, right? He's at the studio, right? That's true. So. Maybe, you know, <laughs> pop over. Yeah, pop over for a quick Loki cameo. Maybe that actually would work. But I would, I mean, I would just love to see Thor because I really, yeah. the, especially since Ragnarok's Thor has been a great character. And, uh, and I know that's really kind of be like an obvious answer, but at the same time, it's really what I want to see. I want to see Thor. Yep. I want, Thor's great. What um, about Hela? Do you think Hela could show up? That would be cool, like an alternate. Um, the thing is, there is so much opportunity for anybody to really cameo in this because it's all about alternate dimensions and stuff. I mean, yeah. we literally could see anyone from Captain America, Iron Man, like black widow. whatever because the black widow movie that's coming out the black widow movie takes place oh, yeah. in the 80s right so no no it takes place uh in between civil war and infinity war i think oh it does i thought it, oh i thought yeah. it was like going way back to when she was like training to be a ballerina and all of that no it's not there might be flashbacks but the main gist of the story is definitely between 
I'm pretty sure it's between Civil War and Infinity War. If someone can correct me, that's great. But okay. it's okay. like around that, either or between Winter Soldier and Civil War, or something like that. It's like, okay, that's what you know, okay. but yeah. But yeah, man, I'd, I'd really like to see Thor, but I really would love to see any of the OG Avengers pop up. I'd love to see, I'd love to see Black Widow. Man, anyone, really, just, just give me some of that OG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, my next big question, uh, lose big three, number two. Um, do you think that Miss Minutes and Mr. DNA, uh, will ever meet and maybe, maybe get, maybe, maybe she'll become Mrs. Minutes one day? Yeah. If, if we're lucky, they'll do a whole spinoff <laughs> show. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. DNA and Miss Minutes. It would be fantastic. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's um, it. And then, okay, my third question, I, I, I kind of already alluded to this, but is, is this show setting up Loki to eventually become a big villain? Uh, are we, are we going to see this future Loki? Is, is that's the destiny for Loki, is that he's, he's going to turn into this big villain and be a major antagonist again for the MCU? Or are they going the other way? I don't. I believe that if anything, there could be a variant Loki that is bad, but our main Loki, I, uh, like I said, I don't think, I think there's something messed up about the TVA. So I think that this whole thing of him destiny and what he is, is not actually the truth. And I think that he is going to be a, maybe Loki will never fully be fully good. He's always going to have that anti-hero thing to him, but no, I really don't think he's going to be a big bad. I think he's in some way going to be a hero in this. I think so. I can get yeah, behind that. that. That's, that's what I think. And, and uh, like I said, there's, I bet there'll be alternate Lokis or something that are bad, different versions. I think we'll run into different versions of bad Loki, but our Loki will, will, will be good. There's supposed to be a season two. So Already? It's already been approved. Yes, yeah, the first show okay. that's actually designed. So, uh, if that gives anything away, I don't know. But you uh, know, I, I mean, even, I wasn't I wasn't expecting Loki to be dead by the end of it. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that I think he's going to be a savior. Cool, I agree, and that's what I want because I he deserves it at this point. He's gotten good, died, reverted back to being shitty. Now he's working his way back up to being good again. He just mm-hmm. deserves it. You know, he's, he's a, he's a bad, bad guy, but he's really redeemed himself in some ways. And, and he's a very likable yeah. villain. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and, oh, okay. So, uh, it's been a while since I've done this. I've almost forgot my two classic bonus questions, starting with Ryan, if we were to recast any two characters on Loki <laughs> with Danny DeVito and Whoopi Goldberg, where and it, you know what it could just be like Loki shapeshifting into Dan DeVito uh, who would you recast and how would that change the show Loki oh my god <laughs> these kind of questions are nuts uh let's see here I want Danny DeVito to be one of the minute men okay so you know I could just imagine him like ah, like his penguin going in taking out people with that zapper thing and strapping back onto Loki's back and then, you know, moving on with his life. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> now, Whoopi. Oh, Whoopi, man. Whoopi would be a good... You know what? Who do you think Whoopi should be? Mobius. I like, yeah? I like Owen Wilson a lot. I think Owen Wilson's great, but... Yeah, I think I think I think I think Whoopi could hold that down. I there think was Whoopi... something badass about her being like that. That le- like almost like her in Ghost. You know, she's she's she wears that outfit. She's real confident and like mm-hmm. loud mouth. I could see that. You know, she'd be a good Mobius. I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah, I like Whoopi. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Ryan, second <laughs> bonus question. This is a section of the podcast that we call What's Your Snack? Ryan, what's your snack? Uh, did you eat any particular snack while watching while watching Loki, the premiere of Loki? Oh my God. Uh, actually, yeah. Um, I mean, is it really a snack? I don't know, but most of the time when I'm watching shows, I order um, Jersey Mike's. And I get myself a roast beef and provolone sub with oil and vinegar and um, Mike's Way. Have you ever had Jersey Mike's? No. What's Mike's Way? Oh, Mike's Way is, I think it's lettuce, tomatoes, onions, salt and pepper, and oil and, did I say what? And oil and vinegar. Oh, so good. I'm not like a snack guy. I actually like, like, like if I'm going to eat, I don't want like substance yeah. so my snack <laughs> is a fucking super sub from jersey mike's provolone roast beef just oh awesome. mm, and you get that and like a little of the mustard mixes in with the oil and vinegar and Ooh, okay. oh, it's almost like a sauce are we talking are we talking yellow mustard or, or like brown spicy uh, mustard i love yellow mustard yellow mustard okay a lot of people like spicy but i love the tang yeah of yellow mustard like it's like a vinegar it's got that it's like mm, mm, you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I like i like vinegar on a sandwich yeah there's like oh, the so combination of vinegar and bread i like um oh. awesome but so yes. i guess uh robots versus dinosaurs is now brought to you by jersey mike's jersey mike <laughs> if you want to sponsor robots versus dinosaurs <laughs> send me an email robosvdinos at gmail.com we'll give you some more free advertising actually Loof. No, not no longer free. <laughs> we want you to to send us free samples or pay us to oh. advertise for you. Three hundred nine South Main Street, Middletown. Yes, <laughs> I won't um, tell you my apartment. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> um, yeah, I also I didn't really snack. I because uh, I moved into a new apartment recently and um, I ordered pizza because I wanted to check out like what's the good pizza around here. And there's a place called Astoria Best Pizza. And it might be, it might, they might be uh, not lying about their name. It might be the best pizza I've had in the story. <laughs> oh, nice. Is it usually good? It's usually I very mean, good. Yeah, I would um, imagine you're in New York. It's got to be yeah. good. You, can, you can't, oh. you, you almost can't miss with, with yeah. pizza unless it's you like, get you like just, Papa John's or something. Papa, uh, I mean, Robots or Dinosaurs is not sponsored by Papa John's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Fuck that. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's kind of same here. Most pizza is good. Yeah, you know, unless the farther you get from New Haven, the worse it gets. But yeah, I was going to say, I, I do live in New York. New York has some of the greatest pizza in the world. But but being from Connecticut, New Haven is formidable when it comes to pizza. Oh, yes. Uh, New Haven is formidable. Yeah, absolutely. So what I, so what I did there. <laughs> I saw what you did there. Yeah, it is. New Haven, something about New Haven pizza is just oh, so good that like 
that oh, it's just cr- like the thin, crunchy. It's but it, the cheese and the sauce, the quality. New York's good too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but it's just grown when you grow up around this. It's yeah, so good. Um, I would have no problem eating any New York pizza, of course, too. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, awesome. Cool. So Ryan, do you have any last uh, any final thoughts <sighs> about Loki? glorious purpose or like the future of the show before we wrap up today no i mean i think we pretty much covered it it's just i'll just add that i am i am in love with like time traveling alternate dimension type stuff so this show has really hit a spark for me like right from the beginning i love this kind of thing i wandavision was amazing and it's been my favorite so far Mm-hmm. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was great, but I did like WandaVision a little more just because I don't know, like the craziness, the emotion of it was really good. And uh, we'll see where this one goes. But so far, it's right up there. So I can't wait to see more. I really can't. Same. I feel exactly the same way. They've all been high quality, but I just, yeah. I love something crazy that really warps my brain and makes me think yes. and gets me confused and you know i'm constantly trying to sort it out like a puzzle yeah. so this is a lot of fun like this show and wandavision gave us like so much to speculate and talk about and that's the kind of thing i like you know falcon and the winter soldier again was great but it's more it's more grounded so yeah. it was it, it's a lot less magic and stuff the crazy stuff but which can yeah. be refreshing you, you need that balance you know of course yeah. but the speculation of shows like this and to talk about it is really really fun so totally can't wait yeah awesome all right so we're going to be revisiting our crazy fan theories uh that loki is going to be stopping the tva uh that loki is actually jimmy woo um (laughs) yeah (laughs) and what else did we come up with any other crazy ones um the tva is definitely suspicious suspicious at the very least <laughs> yeah. yeah if not at least sinister. suspicious now how deep it goes i don't know like is mobius gonna be bad too or is he gonna jump in with the look i don't know that yeah i can't determine that you know? mobius could go in any direction as far as i'm concerned right now i'm not i'm not anchoring anything good or bad to mobius because yeah. like that's what's good about owen wilson's performance in it is he seems like yeah. this friendly guy and you could definitely believe that he's gonna mm-hmm. be loki's friend they're gonna be cool but the, it, could it could also definitely go the other way. Total facade, it could be. Could be, but... I have we'll one, one last thing that I meant to mention earlier. There was a sure. little tiny Easter egg in the show where it was when Mobius and Loki were walking along that, that uh, guardrail and they were looking out at the, the high-technology world and Loki couldn't believe his eyes. The, did you notice behind them... Um, I think it was the floor that they were on because later in the, when they were in the elevator, there was a button for each floor. Um, yep. and, and it was very p- big printed in big block letters behind them. S-Y-F, Sif, which is a character from Thor. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's neither here nor there, but I thought it was maybe I, probably a little Easter egg reference to the character from Thor. That would be great. I didn't even notice it, but... Yeah. There was also that scene where everyone's thinking they saw Peggy Carter. I don't know if you saw, there's one scene where, I think it's the scene where Loki, once he zaps out of, when he steals the the remote and he he zaps out into the hallway, like one of the Minutemen come through a portal and lead a woman through and it looks like Peggy Carter. 
Oh, now, let's go back and watch that and uh, see. Yeah, check that out. Right when you, like in the background, really looks like her, but um, okay, I don't know. Uh, like the trench coat, to top, she wearing the top hat, or like all that, or she was wearing like a blue. I mean, you'd have to see it. Just looks like yeah, it. I'll check no it out. Top hat. I mean, but just check it out. And um, but I don't know if I don't know if the MCU would do something like that that just seems too obscure like they're more obvious about stuff if they're gonna put something in that's just what Mm. i get i I don't feel like they're gonna pop somebody in the background like that and then put them in the show i I just don't see i don't i think it's a coincidence but but i i felt like it was noteworthy because it's huge talk on the internet and stuff and the marvel groups and all that so just wanted to throw it out there people go check it out and see what you think I'm definitely going to check the it out. The scene right when Loki escapes from the room and he zaps out into the corridor. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll see, I guess, next week if uh, if they, if that leads yeah. to anything or if it was just like a little, maybe a little like jo- one-off joke or troll. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. They do stuff like this sometimes just to create like talk and speculation, just, but we'll yeah. see. Which is smart and fun. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. Um, awesome. So Ryan, I've, I'm so glad that we're talking about Loki. This was a blast. I cannot wait to talk about the next episode and every episode coming up. Uh, so listeners, thank you for joining us today. And uh, I forgot how bad I am at saying goodbye at the end of this. So Ryan, <laughs> I'm going to toss it to you. Close us out. Say yeah. goodbye to the audience. Hey, I just want to say thank you. You're the best. We love you, audience. We're here for you. We're going to break down the MCU. We're going to break down Loki for the next six weeks, five weeks, whatever's left. We're here for you and the future. We love you. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Later. Lose big three. Lose big three. Greetings from Chromatica, home of Lady Gaga, liberator of kindness punks, mother of little monsters, tricon of the ages. We are her best fans with a mission to create a podcast celebrating our hero. Broadcasting straight from Chromatica. This podcast is about Lady Gaga for Lady Gaga, but anyone can listen. It doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M. Prove your stupid love. Ace the art pop quiz. Put your paws up. And download the Chromaticast wherever you get your podcasts. Join us every other Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for our live tapings at twitch.tv slash apocalypse podcast network.